Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostly, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at www.hostly.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you get a free guidebook consultation after you make your first guidebook. Episode number 111. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about two subjects. First of all, I'm going to talk about some major news that just came out a few days ago. And later in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the new Airbnb experiences. So first of all, on Thursday, December 1st, I woke up to a major news headline in the Airbnb that kind of shocked the Airbnb world a little bit, because for the first time, Airbnb has restricted the number of nights that Airbnb hosts can rent out their spaces in two major cities, in two big markets, uh, London and Amsterdam. And the way that this is going to work is in Amsterdam, you're only allowed to rent out 60 days a week. That is for full apartments or houses, entire homes, not for spare rooms, but for entire spaces, Airbnb is going to block you from renting out your place if you've already rented out 60 nights in a particular year. And for London, it's 90 days. So this is the first time that Airbnb has agreed to work with the local authorities to actually restrict people from using Airbnb. And so that's kind of a major a major thing because up until now, you know, they've always kind of said that they would cooperate with local governments and local authorities, but they've kind of refused to enforce those regulations on the on the platform. And so this is uh, the first time that they're actually doing this. So just to clarify, how is this going to go into effect? Well, I've heard two things. The first thing I heard was that uh, it's, it's going to go into effect on January 1st in London and in Amsterdam. But I also got an email from... Airbnb, where they mention that it's going to go into effect in the spring. So Amsterdam, they say it's going to go into effect in the spring. And so let me just read the the message that I got from the Airbnb team as a host in Amsterdam, so that you can hear what they what they are communicating. So the email I got, Dear Jasper, Airbnb hosts in Amsterdam make a positive contribution to the city by welcoming guests into their homes and showing them the very 
best of what Amsterdamers love about their city. We want to help ensure that home sharing grows responsibly and sustainably and makes Amsterdam's community stronger. We are introducing a change to our platform that will create new and automated limits to help ensure that entire home listings in Amsterdam are not shared for more than 60 days unless hosts confirm that they have the required permission to share their space more frequently. Hosts will also soon see a new day counter on their dashboard to help better track and limit home sharing activity. The new tools will be introduced from the spring of 2017 onwards. We're taking this step to ensure that the Airbnb community continues to thrive in Amsterdam and that our platform is promoting responsible home sharing. Sincerely, the Airbnb team. So... If you rent out a spare room in Amsterdam or London, you will still be allowed to do that uh, for the full year. This only applies to entire homes. And since Amsterdam and London are the first cities where Airbnb has agreed to do this, I think this will set an example for other cities. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because you know, if you're not if you're hosting somewhere else, you might think, well, that doesn't really apply to me. But I think there's a good chance that this model will be implemented in other major markets where the cities are not very happy with the you know the current ways that people rent out their homes. And I'm talking about New York, I'm talking about San Francisco, Paris, you know, Berlin. These are all big markets where there's a lot of friction between the city and and Airbnb. And so if you are in one of those cities, then, you know, you, you, you could uh, be seeing a similar type of regulation or a similar type of limits that will be put into place in your town as well. So you can kind of prepare for it. And I've been preparing for it. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I kind of saw this coming. I knew that, uh, you know, renting out an entire home full time was eventually going to get restricted somehow. And so I've already started, you know, sort of planning my next move. Um, I've talked about it before. I was, I'm thinking about either selling my house and, uh, and moving my Airbnb business elsewhere. But uh, there's a second option that I'm now considering. And I can't remember if I've talked about this before. But so I have a two bedroom apartment. And since you're still allowed to rent out a spare room, I figured that, you know, I could rent my apartment to somebody and have that person rent out the the spare room. Or I could rent out the spare room and just agree with the person that I rent the apartment to that that person is going to live with Airbnb guests, basically. And I've actually found somebody, a good friend of mine. I went to high school with him and I, I just uh, had a chat with him actually. And, you know, he's he's open to uh, for this uh, particular uh, rental agreement, so to speak. Because it's it's kind of a win-win situation because for me, I still keep the advantage that I can stay in my own home whenever I'm in Amsterdam because I can contr- still block the calendar and I can still make a better return on my house than if I were to rent it out long-term. And also the third advantage is that since I'm you know making this agreement with uh, somebody that I trust, with a good friend, uh, we would agree to a two-month a notice period to end the agreement from either my side or his side. And so, you know, I'm guaranteed that I'm not going to be stuck with a renter in my house forever. Because if you, the problem that I have with long-term rentals 
And somebody asked me actually in the Airbnb um, hosting group in Amsterdam, somebody um, that I was talking to on the, on the Facebook uh, group, she sent me a link to a, an internet website where you can find people who want to rent your place on the long term. Now, the reason I don't want to do that is because the laws are so in favor of, of the renter that uh, you know if I rent out my house long term, there's just no way for me to ever, first of all, stay in my own place if I want to. But secondly, even if I want to sell the house, it's it's extremely difficult to get that person, get the renter out of out of your house. So this is just a risk that I don't want to take because you know what happens if let's say a year from now I want to move to a certain country and I want to buy a house, I want to sell down. Now I can't sell my house in Amsterdam. And so, you know, this is the reason actually I think that that a lot of people in Amsterdam who own homes prefer not to rent on the long term, especially the Dutch people who are aware of the laws and who know that they can, you know, they don't have to leave even if the if the landlord wants them to. So it's just not really an, an option for me. And so they, these are the two options that I'm considering. Now, I have to go through the calculations to see if this is actually going to be, you know, a good option for me. Like I have to see like how many nights do I expect to rent out a spare room? Cause I've never rented out a spare room before. I've always rented out my entire apartment. So it's kind of new for me and I have to figure out uh, and discuss with, with my friend, you know, how much rent is he willing to pay? Because, you know, for him, it's also a good situation because you know, renting places in Amsterdam is, is pretty expensive, right? You're, you're looking at at least 1,500 to 2,000 euros a month to rent a, an apartment for yourself. And he's not really willing to pay that. And so his options are basically to live in a small room or live you know, outside in the suburbs, you know, or, or uh, work out something with me. So in in this scenario, he would be paying a you know much less rent. He'd probably be paying fifty percent or even less than what he would normally pay to rent a space in in the center of Amsterdam. And then on the flip side, for him, you know, he would have to do the check ins and he would sort of lose his privacy by having to share the apartment with the Airbnb guests. And so. I'll uh, I'll probably make a decision on this in the next few weeks, and uh, I'll I'll definitely record a podcast talking about uh, what I decided to do and how I'm going to do it. But these are uh, these are the options. So you know maybe some other people who are now in Amsterdam and or in London are facing the same problem that uh, that I'm facing, and they you know they might be choosing from from these options as well. Hosts, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations of things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. It looks very, very professional. So make your own guidebook at hostfully.com pad. The next thing I want to talk about is the Airbnb experiences. Because 
know, at the Airbnb Open in uh, Los Angeles a few weeks ago, Airbnb launched this new sort of platform where it's still integrated into the Airbnb app, but it, it's different from the traditional home uh, rental platform. Now you can actually you can create experiences for tourists or for visitors. And you know, I really think there's there's a huge opportunity here uh, because you don't have to be an Airbnb host to create an experience. Um, anyone can create an experience. So you can create an Airbnb account and you can create an experience and start making money by selling that experience to tourists. And you know, here's first of all, let me talk about why I think it's such a big opportunity. Well, when people go on trips, there's always a significant difference in the experience that people have. And that's based on whether they know a local or whether they don't know a local. If you ask somebody like, hey, well, how was your trip to to Bangkok, for example? And if you don't know anyone, you're just going to do the, the major tourist attractions, right? But let's say you go to Paris, you go to, you go to the Eiffel Tower, you go to the Louvre. There's all these 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 things that everybody wants to see, and now I'm not saying that it's not cool to do those things. I think it's it's definitely cool to you know stand on top of the Eiffel Tower and to see all the paintings in the Louvre. But the thing is, if you know a local, then you just get to see the city in a different way. And you know when you ask people about their holidays, it's always when they know somebody or when they've met somebody. Those are always the things that will get mentioned. It's like, oh, I met this 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 person in this coffee shop, and he ended up showing me around, and we went to this awesome little cafe, and you know, I had this this traditional French dish, and you know, this, this was a, an awesome little restaurant, and no other tourists were there, and you know, it feels special when you get to do something with a local, and it just makes the experience so much so much more memorable than if you were just to to visit the, the tourist highlights. And so I really think that people, you know, want to have these experiences. Now, there are a number of platforms where you can already market those experiences. There's this platform called Peak and there's a platform called Viable. And I've been following these platforms because I've always thought that it was a good idea. And I've always been interested in creating some experience myself if I were to to stay in one place for a longer period. But here's the thing, these platforms are pretty new and there's, you know, I don't think there's a lot of demand on those platforms. And so it'd be very difficult to sort of get some traction uh, because of uh, because of small demand. But what's really interesting about this move by Airbnb is that Airbnb, there's already a lot of people on the Airbnb platform. There's millions of people that use Airbnb already. And now when you plan a trip, you can implement experiences within your itinerary so you book a place on airbnb and now airbnb will say oh how about here's some experiences uh in in the city where you've just booked a place how about you implement some of these experiences into your itinerary so there's there's already a lot of potential demand for these experiences on the platform already and and that's why i think if you jump on that bandwagon now because the way it works with platforms, it's always the same. Any online marketplace, the people who jump on the marketplace first, the people who create the first supply, those are always the people that end up doing really well because there's just not a lot of competition. And this is especially the case with Airbnb experiences because there's already so much demand. So it's literally the first people who just like jump on it will almost guarantee to do really well. 
So I'm I'm thinking about uh, creating some experiences, but it's it's kind of difficult for me because I'm always all over the place. But um, you know, if if you're interested in doing one of these experiences, well, it's not available in all markets yet. So Airbnb said that it's available in 12 markets, and if you go into your Airbnb app, you can you can see those markets. But I've noticed that. If you go into, when I go into my Airbnb listing, now Amsterdam is not one of the places that they say they've launched the experiences. But if I go into my Airbnb listing, I actually see under host, if you go all the way down to the bottom, there's a new tab experience hosting. And when you click on it, you will be able to create an experience, not just in the 12 cities where Airbnb said they had launched, but there's actually a way more cities. I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now and I see a list of maybe maybe up to like 50, 60 cities or so. I see Amsterdam, Athens, Bangkok, Barcelona, Beirut, Berlin, Boston, Buenos Aires. So I'm not sure if what happens if you create an experience in these cities, but it looks to me that at least you can create one. And even though they they don't advertise them maybe yet on on the app, you know you'll probably go into some sort of beta launch, I guess, where you know Airbnb just finds people that want to take part in your experience to test it or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but I do encourage you to uh, to take a look at this uh, Airbnb experiences tab and see if your city is listed. And if it is, I would think about creating some experiences. And you know, to to get some inspiration, the big question, of course, is you know what what kind of experience are you going to host? Now, I think where I would start is to think about what are you most passionate about, because in the end of the day, what makes an experience really good? Well, it's it's the the passion. The passion that the organizer has for whatever you're doing, right? I don't know if you if you remember the crocodile hunter. Uh, he was uh, tragically killed uh, by Stingray a few years ago, but uh, he was his name was Steve Irwin, and he was one of my favorite people ever. I used to love watching him on Animal Planet or National Geographic because he had such passion for for animals, right? And you know, I, I would watch every single episode, not that I really cared about this rare type of lizard that he found somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the Australian desert. I didn't really care so much about the lizard, but I just loved, you know, how enthusiastic, how passionate he was about finding this lizard. You know, and that's that's what people want. People want to be to do things with other people that that are passionate about something that passion that is that's you know we're very empathetic as human beings and so when somebody is very passionate it has a very positive vibe that vibe like transfers to you and you start feeling good as well and i, I think that's why people are generally excited by people who are very passionate about something and so I, w- I would think about you know what what do you like doing? What what's your passion? Is it art? Is it sports? Is it you know is it uh, different types of beer? Different types of wine? Is it hiking? Is it cycling? Whatever it may be, I would I would start with with that. What do you enjoy doing? Because because think about this. Imagine I, w- I was just talking to uh, some of my friends in Los Angeles, which is one of the cities where it's officially launched, and you know these guys. They go cliff jumping every week. 
they just drive up to this to this little cliff. They live in Santa Monica, you know, and they just jump off the cliff a couple of times. And then there's this little restaurant nearby where they have lunch. And I was talking to them about it. And, you know, that would be an amazing experience. Like, think about it. Say you're visiting Santa Monica. Like, what is there to do? You know, yeah, there's lots of cool restaurants. There's the beach, etc. But if you're into cliff dumping, how cool would it be to go with two locals, two local guys who will take you to this cliff, who will jump off the cliff with you, and then take you to this restaurant where you have an awesome lunch? It's such a cool day out, and it's so much more fun than just to walk on the on the boulevard and and, and sit on the beach and stuff. And from the perspective of the organizers, so my my buddies, so they could actually make some money. So they're they're doing something that they love anyway, that they're gonna do anyway. And all they need to do is create this experience. And you know, when people book it, they just take them with them. So you're doing something that you love and you're making money with it, and you're meeting people from all around the world. So I, I really think it's a it's a win-win win situation. I don't know how many wins there are, but there's a lot of wins in this uh in these equations. And so you know, I think I think really it's gonna it's gonna take off. I think it might be really, really big. And, and another thing you can do to uh, to get some inspiration for what kind of experiences you could create is to just go into the app on your phone, go into the Airbnb app and look at some of the experience that other people have created. So for example, if I, you know, let's look at, at the app right now, entertainment experiences. I see DJ and clubbing, uh, murder, mystery and hiking, casting call. Grandmaster Go, games and puzzles. That sounds that sounds pretty fun. I I love games myself, so I'm um, I'm just looking at the at the at the details. So there's somebody who will take you to all these different places where you can play games. Like there's a welcome dinner. There's a there's an introduction to the games. Oh, this is about a particular game called Go. Learn the game of Go and play. Go to a Go bar. Apparently, there's a special bar where you can play Go. So, you know, this is something really specific. This is a person who loves the the game of Go and has created an experience about it. It's very cool. Um, let's look at some other, other categories. There's sports, there's cycling and neighborhood experience, there's martial art and fitness experience, mountain biking, there's barbecue and surfing experience, coaching and sports, surfing and ocean, you know, there's so many different things that, that you could do, especially if you start thinking outside of the box a little bit. I see somebody here who organizes a picnic and good vibes experience. I want to see what what this is about. So this is in Los Angeles. And let's look at the details. What we'll do, unplug and explore yourself on a mindfulness journey. Slow down your mind and reconnect with your body and breathe in a serene beach setting interacting with like-minded travelers. Melanie will guide you through a variety of meditation exercises as you share travel stories and local recommendations with appetizers, globally inspired small plates and drinks from local artisans. Okay, so this is a this is somebody who lives in Santa Monica and this person is going to take you to the beach and you know, you're going to meditate and have some drinks and have some appetizers. And meet some other travelers. So this is something that's very simple. You know, you don't need to be like an, an expert at something. You don't need to have a degree or you know some sort of certificate to uh, to provide these type of experiences. This is something very simple. And so it just shows that because I'm sure a lot of people 
you know, listening, they might think, well, you know, I don't know what, what kind of experience I can create. I'm, I'm not really good at something or I don't have expertise or whatever. Yeah, I think you really don't need to. I think this just a, just connecting with a, with a local person is already uh, something special for, for a visitor. So let's, let's, let's just go through a few more of, of these uh, experience. Um, I see horseback riding. I see a lot of, a lot of hiking and, Here's another interesting one. Honey and bees experience. Let's check that out. So this is in London. And let's read about what we'll do. We'll discover hidden green spaces where bees are living amid tower blocks and concrete. We'll visit beehives tucked away from the gaze of city dwellers, where we'll learn about honeybees and many other bees that have made London their home. We'll have a chance to help the bees by planting bee-friendly flower seeds, and we'll taste delicious honeys from a variety of hives across the capital. Wow, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's it's funny to see how what kind of experience people have created, because, you know, there's a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Anyway, so uh, you know, go ahead and check these things for yourself in the uh, in the Airbnb app, and uh, yeah, and let me know just uh, if you if you happen to create an experience, send me an email at jasper at getpaidforyourpet.com, and I, I would love to interview some uh, some people who have cr- already created and who have already uh, sold their experience and ha- had some guests take their experience. I would love to hear their you know what their thoughts are and. And, and talk about it. So if you uh, if you are planning to create an experience or you've already created one, uh, please reach out. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, so that's pretty much all I have for today. If you have an Instagram account, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Uh, I've gotten very active on Instagram. I'm having a lot of fun with it, posting lots of pictures uh, from my listing and uh, kind of show you like how how I'm doing, how much revenue I'm making, and and different uh, tips as well as uh, some videos sometimes. And lots of people uh, I've already gotten like 2,300 followers, and lots of people are interacting uh, with me on uh, on Instagram sending messages and commenting on on things so it's uh, it's really fun so if you do have instagram uh, go ahead and follow at get paid for your pad and of course uh, you can also go to get paid for your pad.com for uh, more information i'm, uh, I'm working on a, a big uh, article by the way uh, about uh, airbnb tools because there's so many tools these days that is uh, it's kind of hard to keep track of what's going on in the uh, in the airbnb ecosystem and so i've decided to uh, create a huge post about all the different startups and how they work how much they cost and what it, what the benefits are and so uh, this will probably be live in uh, in a week or two so keep an eye out for that and uh, next week on monday of course i'll be back with an other episode of get paid for your pad um i'm uh, i've decided to be very consistent with this it's been a little bit difficult in the past for me sometimes but um i've now put in a a system where i'm able to always pre-record these episodes so that i will always have one live on monday morning Pacific time about 6 a.m. I'll be releasing every single episode. So now you know that um, you know at that time you can always go to either iTunes or you can go to Stitcher 
Or you can go to getpaidforyourpad.com slash podcast and you can actually, where you can see the show notes, but you can also listen to the podcast on the website. So you don't have to go to either iTunes or Stitcher. You can listen to the podcast on the website. There's a player, embedded player on the uh, page where I put the show notes. So that's it for uh, today. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you uh, next week on Monday. Bye-bye. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.